If you're a Cleveland Browns fan looking for a break from the emotional roller coaster that is the price we pay for loving and hating our Browns, then a big welcome to Cleveland Browns Anonymous, a group therapy podcast to help you survive the season. So let's start our meeting. Hi, everybody. This is Mike Riley with my uh, assistant in Browns fandom, Brooke Riley. Brooke, how you doing? Hey, doing all right. All right. Well, training camp has started. So uh, we're back on the podcast and hopefully this will be a happy year and not a sad year. So uh, we're going to make this real short and sweet. Make sure our listeners uh, are still listening. So, Brooke, let's talk about the number one subject. Your thoughts on Deshaun Watson and what's going to happen with him? Well, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, I think that the more it drags out, I think the more it's in favor of Watson. I think that what there was a report that came out like a month or so ago that said that both sides don't want to appeal in public. They want the decision to come from Judge Sewell Robinson. You know, let's say it's 11 or it's, it's six games. The NFL can argue back. We wanted eight games. Deshaun's camp can argue back. How about, how about five? So I think what they're doing is I think both sides know what Sewell Robinson decided and I think they're just going back and forth so that when it does become public and when the report comes out it's done it's finalized both sides don't want to deal with this anymore so that's kind of my hunch feeling uh, about what's going on behind the scenes but I could be completely wrong and right I know we're all speculating but I think that report lends a lot of credibility. I think the Browns are moving forward. It's interesting how they're just assuming that Watson is going to be their quarterback for the season. Now, maybe he's going to miss some games, but I think they're, they're moving full speed ahead and getting them acclimated to Cleveland. I, if I had to put money on, I think it's going to be a six game suspension with major probationary period where Watson is mandated to, you know, get counseling, and uh, I think he's going to come out saying, hey, I'm a young guy, I made mistakes. Um, I'm not going to do this and again. I appreciate the league working for me. So I think yeah, that would and be- or, or Suell Robinson could say he's done nothing illegal and it's zero games. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. I mean, if – and, again, I get it. This is a very – very, very touchy subject. You know, I have a lot of friends who are women who, you know, it, it's hard to talk about this, but I've, I, I mean, if he's done nothing illegal and the courts found that he's done nothing illegal, then Sue L. Robinson might say, well, then he shouldn't be suspended. I mean, if Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones got a slap on the wrist for the same kind of acts, then well, why should a quarterback be penalized more if the league holds their owners to a higher standard? Right. Meanwhile, you got Daniel Snyder out there sticking yeah, up the joint. slime ball. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's, I just, I just want to know. I just want to know. And I think you're right. I think at the end of it, 
I think it's anywhere from four to six games. I think the Browns are bracing for an eight-game suspension, which I think is smart. Uh, but I think we'll find out in the next week or so. I mean, there's no way that it, that can just be hanging over the Browns, you know, as they approach their first preseason game in, in a couple weeks. I mean, right. there's no yeah. way. Right. I, you know, what's interesting, a um, couple things that I've been thinking about with training camp this year versus last year at this time. The first thing I'm hearing from all different accounts is how just lights out Watson has been compared to Baker. I mean, people are just, you know, seasoned uh, visitors at training camps, sports writers, players. I mean, everybody is just remarking about what an elite quarterback he is compared to uh, Baker. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think that when you have reporters like Tony Grossi and Mary Kay Cabot say, I mean, there's just a vibe. They're just seeing like, yep, he is. I mean, he's the best quarterback they've ever seen out in Berea. And And they've seen a lot. They've seen a lot of direct. Yeah. So I just, you know, I think there's going to be some rust on the tires when he comes out first couple of games. I think that's, I think it's completely normal, but I mean, I think he's worth that contract. He's that good. I think people kind of forget about that. I mean, he, he led the league in, I think, passing yards and touchdowns on a Houston Texans team that was just complete garbage. Right. Yeah. No running attack, no line, no O line. I mean, he's, he's driving a Maserati with the Browns offense. And you think about Jacoby Brissett stepping in, who is, I think, I'm not going to put him in a class of a first-line NFL elite top-10 quarterback, but Jacoby Brissett is your perfect Nick Foles-type quarterback who's not going to lose you the game like Baker does. You know, those last four or five games, I mean, I know I've said this in earlier podcasts about the Browns, but it just – I mean, if I I could get Stefanski, you and me in a room, all right, look, it's soundproof room that doesn't go out to anybody. This is, you know, totally confidential. Kevin, why did you play Baker the last five games? And please don't tell me it's because he wanted to. I mean, clearly, Case Keenum could have easily won most of the games with that Browns offense and with the defense coming coming on, Case Keenum could have easily won a lot of games for the Browns, and they could have easily been in the in the playoffs. But you know, Baker just killed them those last four or five games. So again, yeah, it's a mystery why 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 they even started him. Hey, let's stop here. We got to pay some bills. Thirty seconds, and we'll be back. Getting your house ready to sell, or you just need some basic repairs, and you can't get anybody to come out or even return your phone call. Then call Riley Painting and Contracting, your home mechanics, for all of your home repair needs from electrical, plumbing, roof repairs, and getting your house ready to sell. 45 years in the business, a triple A on the Better Business Bureau, and we're on the preferred contractor list in Cleveland Heights, 
and Shaker Heights. You can contact us by calling 216-371-8160 and leave a message. And guess what? We'll call you back. Yeah, but it all led led to Watson. So I'm done yeah. with that argument. I mean, right. I think that there was a, I, I read a really good story about how it was after one of the games earlier in the season where I think it was the Lions game where Stefanski missed a meeting with Baker and the quarterback coach to go over the tape and Baker, you know, he took, he took that personal. Meanwhile, Stefanski's meeting with his defense to go over, you know, some mistakes that they made. And apparently that rubs Stefanski the wrong way. And ever since then, I mean, he was in that quarterback meeting with Baker every week. And he was like, hey, you want me here? Fine. I'll be here. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. You're missing that read. Taking too long. And I think that really kind of soured their relationship. So, I mean, yeah, hey, but yeah, I, but Brooke, but but on the other hand, Stefanski should have been doing this irregardless. He should have been pointing things out. I mean, I remember, and you know, anybody remembers some of our earlier podcasts. I remember when I was in Cape Cod with my wife watching the Vikings game, and what was fun was listening to Vikings podcasts and leading up to the Vikings game, they were, they were, this is like what game four or something like that. They were pointing out how Baker, you know, he's, he's, they got it. Brown's got a great offense, but what's their weakness. Baker misses the open guy. I remember that. It's a, yeah, anybody wants to go to YouTube breaking down the Browns game. It's right there. The guy's just showing film. He's showing, look at this guy's open. Baker's not seeing him. And of course we had that just, that awful miss in that game, which ex- put an exclamation point when, when Felton was out the flat in the fourth quarter, Baker first down there, first down yard, and she was wide open and Baker misses him. And Felton turns to the sidelines, you know, I'll never forget. He's like, what did I do wrong? I'm open. How come he didn't throw it to me? So I think there's a big under what I think you're going to start seeing coming out. And you're already starting to see it from John Johnson. Just these little guarded comments by players that, oh, God, I'm, I'm glad Baker's gone. And I think, you know, fan base just wasn't privy to that. Yeah. So, I mean, John Johnson's already talking about how, you know, it's just a whole different vibe. It's a whole team effort. It's not offense and defense. It's not us against, you know them and I think Watson brings you know this guy won a national title I mean Watson's got to look on both sides of the field and saying myself ah I got a great line I've got great running backs you know I've got Najoku I've got uh Nick Chubb Amari Cooper Amari Cooper you know David Bell a question mark could be a young uh, Jarvis Landry I mean so yeah, this is going to be a, a, a very interesting season. And number two is we have Joe Woods with his core group, JOK, John Johnson, you know, uh, everybody's back. The, they kept the band together, Anthony Walker. So it'll, so right out of the box, you're, you're not, you shouldn't be having those massive breakdowns in coverage 
that we saw against the Charger game, against the KC game. I mean, you're, you're seeing an, a defense that knows how to play together in year two. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think the defense is getting – I think they're flying under the radar. I mean, they could easily be a top five in the league. I mean, they're secondary. Again, if they stay healthy, knock on wood. Denzel, Greedy, Greg Newsome, they got John Johnson. Apparently, Grant dealt it in technically year three, but year two for him is just having an amazing camp. Uh, you got Miles Garrett, JOK. They got this Wyoming. Emerson guy that, that, that I've been hearing people say they're just staggered how good he's playing. So, yeah, so I'm excited. Again, it, it's, I wonder who's going to be starting in week one for the Panthers, but I bet the Browns defense is hoping it's Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, Sam Darnold is, I mean, he was, I mean, he had his shot last year. I think they're going to do it. I think if I had my money, I would bet on Baker being the start, which is going to be just a phenomenal first game for the Browns. And, you know, the Browns, I, I can't even remember the last time they won their opening game. You know, I think they're like over six. I was in high school. Yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, and so, okay, well, we're going to folks, we're going to pick this up later in the week, but uh, we just want to have a quick hitter remind everybody that we're still out there. So Brooke uh, later in the week, we'll, uh, we'll have a, uh, a pod once we find out what, emergency podcast once we find out what's going on with uh deshaun all right okay sounds good okay everybody we'll talk then all right bye thank you for listening to the cleveland browns anonymous podcast with mike riley we have a lot more content on the way as we get this new podcast started you can also check out some of our other podcasts like the cleveland real estate investor podcast and other new ones that will start soon on any platform that you find yourself listening to us on, feel free to leave us a like or a comment or follow us. It always helps.